lock and load. This is GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. The leader in the fight to reclaim and expand our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Here's your host, Executive Director of GeorgiaCarry.org, Jerry Henry. Welcome to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. It's a beautiful Saturday morning, and we're going to be talking about a few things that uh, will be of interest to you. Number one, uh, the governor did sign HB 406 uh, Wednesday, so uh, that should take care of the reciprocity problems that we have with uh, Virginia and that we were expecting with other states. Did we not uh, get that straightened out? Uh, the other two bills, HB 280 and the campus carry and the uh, 292, the omnibus bill, are on his desk, and I believe he has until May 15th to get that signed. Today I have with me uh, Matt Kilgo. He's an attorney here locally in Atlanta, and he's with our uh, diamond-level sponsor, U.S. Law Shield. He covers uh, the state of Georgia for them, along with a few other attorneys, I believe, but I believe he's in charge of all of them and tells them what to do and what to say and when to say it, etc., that's the only thing I'm in charge of. I understand that, too. I'm married as well. Uh, we, uh, we, we, started, uh, we started interacting with uh, U.S. Law Shield about three years ago, I believe. Uh, they came to us. They have a program uh, that one of the reasons we were interested in it is because they do a good job of training people on what the laws are. And we just don't have enough people to... to put out the seminars and and keep it going to where we can train all the people in Georgia. There are just too many people around for it. And U.S. Law Shield has filled that void and uh, in so doing has become one of our our major sponsors. And uh, as a matter of fact, they have sponsored our convention for the last uh, two years, I believe. And uh, they have spoke at those. And Matt is one of the guys that... uh, he doesn't set up the seminars, but he sees to it that they're given properly and that the information being put out is correct. So I'm going to let him tell a little, you a little bit about what he does and what U.S. Law Shield is. And then we're going to talk uh, just about different gun laws and things that uh, questions that we get asked that uh, might be of interest to you. Well, thanks, Jerry. Thanks for having us here today. Uh, my name is Matt Kilgo. I am the firearms program attorney for U.S. Law Shield here in Georgia. And what that means is, is I don't work for Law Shield. I'm a criminal defense attorney, have been now for quite a few years. I'm just about to enter my second decade, or end my second decade, I should say, as a lawyer. We were approached, my partner Mike Hawkins and I, about three years ago, about the same time that uh, George Carey was, to work with Law Shield. I represent all of Law Shield's members. I don't work for Law Shield, have a relationship with them where I am the attorney for their members. And Law Shield would tell you that they are legal protection for lawful gun owners. Uh, as part of my job, uh, each Law Shield member has a membership card, has a couple of numbers on it. If you're sitting around the lunch table with uh, your coworkers, your family, your friends, and one of them says, hey, you know, I heard you can't carry a firearm into a movie. And you were to say, well, no, I, I've, you know, I've got Law Shield, and their attorney says that that's okay, and Y'all get into a little friendly dispute. Well, you turn that card over. There's a number on it. You call, and I'll answer your question. Good. And it's usually me or my partner. And then there's a second number on there. In case of emergency, you use your firearm to protect someone you love, someone you don't know. You use your firearm to protect yourself. You call that second number. We are your attorneys, and we'll Mm -hmm. help you through 
the process. Uh, as part of my work with Law Shield, I have conducted 250 uh, gun seminars in the past two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go everywhere. We're all over Georgia now. I have about 30 attorneys working with me mm-hmm. so that if you know, I'm based in Atlanta, live in Marietta, our office in Dunwoody. Mm-hmm. We have a problem in Savannah. I have a lawyer who can be there in 15 minutes. You yeah. have a problem in Valdosta. I've got your guy. Right. So we are able to cover the entire state of Georgia just through our contacts as attorneys. Right. This is a membership subscription type service. Is that not correct? It is. Uh, it is. It is. You, you pay. You can pay by the year or by the month. I think you're a member, right? I was. Was? Okay. All right. We'll have to work on that. Uh, and I think uh, what they would tell you is it's ten ninety five a month. Yeah, I believe it's ten ten ninety five a month for uh, just to cover Georgia. I think it's a couple of bucks more to cover everywhere in the United States if you travel outside of Georgia very much. Right. And I believe if you pay annually, you get a discount on the total bill. You're, you're right on all of those. You know, the state bar says I can't sell it. I'm just the lawyer. Right. But I'm also a member. Right. I pay ten ninety five a month right. like everybody else. Right. There's a two dollar charge to. And, and that covers you anywhere in the United States. Right, right. A couple of dollars to cover any minor children in your home. So there are a lot of different options that you, right. you can make it work to fit your family needs. Right. And my understanding is that, that if you are in need of an attorney, you've uh, had to defend your life, uh, They would that uh, U.S. Law Show will uh, not only contact your family, they'll contact your business. Whoever you tell them to contact, they'll contact them, tell them what's happened and go through the process of bailing out as well and getting you back to they'll do to, all of that but bond they can't post bond for you here in Georgia that's okay. one thing that they can't do but they do have an emergency program that you set up you tell them who to call when to call them and if you have to make that call your emergency plan goes into place obviously they're going to help you connect with your attorney mm-hmm. uh, they prefer, I think, that you, you call the, the main number and they'll direct you to my and, – and I've gotten those 4 a.m. calls, hey, mm-hmm. we need help right now. Uh, but, you know, I, I typically, especially if it's someone that I work with closely, we'll give them, you know, um, maybe our office number, things like that. But you go through Law Shield, you get that number, and then if you have to call for any reason, we're there. Okay. That's, that's what they pay us for. Okay, good. Uh, and like I said, I know uh, – if I remember correctly, and I, I do – uh, that that started over the guy in Houston that uh, shot the guy that was in his uh, neighbor's garage, if I'm not mistaken. They, That's correct. There are a couple of attorneys that were involved in the startup, uh, monitored that case and saw how much it cost him and what was going on and came up with the idea of offering this type of program to help people who were in that situation. That's right. Uh, Law Shield started in Texas for a few years. It was known only as Texas Law Shield. I think... I mean, we only cover Georgia, but I think it's 12 or 13 states now. Uh, should be another. I'm not sure about that. One. Yeah, it should be another half dozen, I think, by the end of the year. They're, they're hoping to cover the entire 50 states within the next year. Right. Uh, and, and what that means is, is if you're a Georgia resident, you can be a member, and then they'll cover you anywhere in the United States. But if you're not in one of the member states, then you can't get coverage until Law Show comes to town. Okay. Uh, and I know. Um I know that the attorney fees for the, the gentleman I was talking about, I can't remember his name, uh, but most people that, that have anything to do with guns and, and keep up with what goes on in the gun rights remember the, the incident. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it cost that guy something like $700,000 to get out of that mess by That's the time it was over with. easily foreseeable. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and this is something to keep you 
it, it's to a degree it's kind of like a uh, a catastrophic insurance policy to a degree i know it's not not that but it right. it does the same thing when you see all these things piling up you've got some help behind you right it covers all of your attorney fees it doesn't cover expert witnesses or things like that but right. it will cover your attorney for a criminal case it'll cover your attorney for a civil case it'll cover your attorney if there is an appeal uh, administrative hearings I've done administrative hearings before for clients that have come from Law Shield, okay. and it covers all the attorney's fees for those. Good. Uh, so it's a, it's a rather comprehensive program that they've. There's been an awful lot of thought put into this, and I know uh, talking to the vice president, he told me when he first heard about it, he thought somebody at least one of those guys said this won't work, and then they they talked and kept talking and kept talking and they finally realized hey this is a, a pretty good deal last time i remember hearing anything y'all had like 150,000 members do you know what the number is now it's closer to i don't quote me it's closer to about 225,000 members yeah that's kind of what i was i was i would have guessed in that neighborhood because of the way that they've grown and and where they were the last time i saw it and it, i haven't looked at it in quite a while now that's not in uh, georgia no that's that's, o- that's in the states that's, that's in all the states they cover yeah, that's, i think that's all their members yeah we have several thousand here in georgia now in the past two years we've been able to add those right and when you go to a um, to a seminar kind of kind of walk us through a seminar what we do we have a lot of different types of seminars that we can provide. Some of them are new, new to guns, new to firearms. Uh, we'll go in. We'll tell them where to go to get a weapons carry license, uh, what you should and shouldn't do, where you can carry, where you probably shouldn't carry. And then a lot of times I will cover what I call my graduate program. Uh, we'll do use of force, the different rules on the use of force in Georgia, protecting yourself and others, protecting your home, protecting your property. We do uh, law enforcement encounter seminars. Mm -hmm. What do you do if you're stopped late at night by a police officer? What are the things that you should do to make yourself and the officer safe? And we have law enforcement officers, actually, who come in and and teach those. I've been to a couple of these. Uh, We will also do search and seizure seminars as well. So uh, basically we'll tailor make it to the specific crowd or we'll just say, hey, come and listen to us and we'll talk about what you want to talk right. about. Well, I know I know one of the first things, at least the ones I've been to, you go through the laws, tell everybody what the laws are, what you can and what you can't do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's always a, an answering question, a question answer session. Mm-hmm. And I think after we get through, we're getting ready to go to a break. When we come back from this break, uh, I think you and I are just going to have a little question and answer session kind of oh, like boy. what we kind of like what we do when we're when we're actually there some of the questions that are asked mm-hmm. and a lot of questions that i get asked on the telephone because sure. i get a lot of calls as well we're uh, coming up to commercial break and i want to remind you go to georgiacarry.org to uh, join us look us up see what's going on uslawshield.org.com dot com uh, that's our guest today and our uh, diamond sponsor and you can also get the commercial free podcast available at newstalk1160.com we'll be right back and now back to georgiacarry.org radio with georgiacarry.org's executive director jerry henry Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. Jerry Henry with uh, Matt Kilgo from U.S. Law Shield. We had an interesting first segment, and we're going to see what we can do about making it a little bit interesting this second section. It may be, uh, may be interesting for both of us because we're probably going to find some questions that uh, 
may be difficult for either one of us to ask. You answer. always ask tough questions, though. Not necessarily. I, that's because I get the questions, and I've, I've got to find somebody who can answer them most of the time. Um, what would you say is the most frequently asked questions when you go to a seminar? Lately, how do I get my gun rights back? Okay. I've been asked that one quite a bit. Now, you're, you're, by that, you're referring to people who have lost them through being a felony or felon, action? Uh, domestic violence right. doesn't have to be a felony. There are a lot of people out there who made mistakes right. as, a, as a younger person. Sure. Uh, and they want to know what they can do to protect themselves. Right. It's not as straightforward as it seems. You know, when you are convicted of a felony, let's say it's a state case, it's a Georgia case, mm-hmm. you automatically lose your right to vote. But right. you get that back as soon as you're no longer on probation. You're no longer under right. the court's rule. Right. Uh, you you can become a notary again, which is important for a lot of people. But you don't get your firearms right back. Right. You have to petition for that, and it's separate from petitioning for uh, clemency. Uh, when we say clemency, we have a pardons and paroles board in Georgia. Mm-hmm. The governor doesn't really have any part in it. It's the pardons and parole board job to grant uh, pardons to. Uh, grant you your uh, civil rights mm-hmm. to restore your rights, but even separate from those rights is your right to have your firearm rights restored. Right. And there is a process in place in Georgia. What I find most difficult is when I have to counsel someone on obtaining their federal firearm rights. Because as you know, Jerry, there are two ways to do that. The first way is to obtain a presidential pardon. Right. The second way is to go through the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Now, they've been granted authority by the U.S. Attorney General to do reviews and to grant uh, firearms rights back, but they also have been specifically uh, told not to do it because they haven't been given the money to do so. Right. So while the BATF can give you your rights back, they don't. They don't. And the Court of Appeals has said that's okay. So really the only way to get your federal firearms rights back is to obtain a presidential pardon. Hmm. And there are a lot of people out there looking for them. Yes, and there's not that's not an easy thing to do unless that, you got a lot of money to give to a presidential candidate. <laughs> <laughs> that that no, seems to work a whole lot. No comment. <laughs> that seems to work real well for a lot of people at any rate. It does. It does. Uh, but now the ones that, uh, in restoring your rights in Georgia, there is a process that uh, a person can go through without an attorney. You probably don't like me saying that, but – they can go through without an attorney, fill out the paperwork, and then what I tell them to do is, is you might want to take it to the attorney, have them look it over, and confer with them, make sure you've got it right, because otherwise it'll just be sent back to you and you're wasting time. Everything but you, you can do fill needs out a everything lawyer. yourself, right? And take it to the attorney so that he doesn't have to search through. If you don't have to search through, you don't have to charge him as much to do so. And I know that takes my, food off your table, but that's just uh, – <laughs> My partners would kill me if I even responded to that <laughs> statement. Uh, but no, it does not require an attorney, but I have found that nevertheless, individuals who are concerned about doing it properly call. Right, right. Uh, and you can go to the Pardon Parole Board website. They have a pretty clear process set right. up, but it's still time-consuming. There's a lot of paperwork you have to put together. Well, my, my philosophy is I don't go to court for any reason without an attorney. I understand the judge is an attorney, and uh, you, you need an attorney. Uh, I've, I've witnessed too many people get, well, I won't say sent down the river, but they, they certainly did not present a very good case because of the fact that they did not know what they should be saying and what they should be doing. 
As my so, grandfather would say, you are preaching to the choir. Yes, I understand that. And I, and I do that a whole lot. I, I preach to the choir more than I do to anybody else. Um, what's another one? A lot of the questions that I get are from first-time gun owners, gun mm-hmm. purchasers, people who are still a little unsure about where they can carry where they can't carry. A lot of time, and, and the most common misconception in Georgia, quite frankly, is that you have to have a permit to carry concealed. Uh, I've had several people ask me, well, you know, I've got my weapons carry license, but where do I get a permit to carry a concealed weapon? Right. And I tell them, you don't have to. You got it. In Georgia, we are a weapons carry license state. Right. And Georgia is what is called a shall issue state. That's correct. Which means that if you qualify, you get it. You got, they've got to give it to you. That's right. So what I tell people, the most important thing in virtually every a gun seminar that I've conducted, I tell them the most important thing, go get your weapons carry license, yep. even if you don't carry every day. I don't carry every day because I'm in a courthouse every day. Now, I have a firearm that's always close by. I'm not going to tell you where, but it might be white and have four wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if you don't carry every day or you can't, get your weapons carry license. It Correct. is your right. Yes. And if you don't exercise your right, it's like not having it. Now, of course, you're going to make some people upset when they because they won't constitutional carry so they so-called constitutional carry are in my opinion it's permitless carry but mm-hmm. uh, and i agree that that maybe we should maybe we shouldn't there are some things that are good about license or good some things that are bad about license just like everything else um but i didn't we didn't come to talk about that particular one one of the things that i wanted to say about uh that carry license there's 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 a misconception also about one of the questions i get is can can i carry openly sure well certainly if you have a license, mm-hmm. if you don't have a license, that's bad you're news. wrong. I had a guy uh, at my house yesterday that was talking about a, a policeman told him, he said that his, his weapon license had expired. I said, well, you need to go get it, get it uh, renewed. <clears throat> he said, no. He said, I'm carrying it openly. And a policeman in town told me I didn't have to have a license. I said, well, he told you wrong. And he said, well, he let me carry. I said, yeah, and he may, but you go to the town next door. And a policeman that knows that the law will arrest you. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And, and in, so, in a lot of places, even if you know the law, sometimes the law isn't applied correctly in, that's correct. in a specific. And, and that's no fault of the police officer. That's no, no. fault of you. It's just no. two people seeing two different versions of the law. Uh, but uh, you're absolutely right. You, if you're outside your home, outside of your car, outside of your place of business. You've got to have a license. Now, there are a couple of exceptions. Unless. <laughs> Unless, let's say I'm in your car. Uh, I don't have to have my license or a license to carry in your car if you say it's okay. That's correct. And if I'm eligible for a license, which means no, no felonies, mm-hmm. no family violence. I call it the four Fs, the four prohibited classes of individuals, the four Fs. Felons, first offender probationers, which means you're on a first offender right. probation program, uh, family violence battery. And juveniles. It's easier to remember four Fs than three Fs in a J. <laughs> okay. So that's why I call it the four Fs. But if you're not one of those four people, Georgia's got to give you the license, but you don't need it in your home, your place of business, right. or your private passenger motor vehicle. Or if you're hunting and fishing with a valid hunting and fishing license on property that you have permission to hunt or fish on, you that's, can also carry it without a license. That's correct also. You can carry it without a license when it is enclosed in a case and unloaded. That's correct. 
and enclosed in a case, that can be up for debate. Mm-hmm. Is a case a case? Is it locked? Is it unlocked? Is it a bag in right. which you have a firearm? Right. Uh, unloaded. Uh, for a revolver, that means no round in the cylinder. For a semi-automatic, that means no round in the magazine uh, – not in the magazine, but in the chamber. In the chamber, yeah. So you can have a full magazine, magazine mm-hmm. seated in the well, no round in the chamber. You are unloaded. Right. Yeah, I, I, that's that's – that seems to be one of the things that's most confusing to people is what you can and can't do with or without a license. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get a lot of those calls at at, uh, at at Georgia Carey wanting to know those things. A lot of times it's from people that are out of state. Uh, it's not as much. It's not so much uh, people in state or, or members as it was back several years ago. Back eight nine years ago, I mean, people had all kinds of questions. So we've done a good job, along with y'all and, and us to educate an awful lot of the people on what you can and can't do. And that, to me, is the whole key. If you're going to carry a firearm, you need to be responsible for that firearm. Exactly. You need to be responsible for your actions while you're carrying that firearm, and you need to know where you can and can't carry it and whether you're carrying it properly or improperly. Now, since we've gotten rid of the holster requirement here in Georgia, it's hard to carry it improperly. Although I guess you could. you know, Probably some people out there that could try to find some way that would upset the apple cart but for the most part you got it strapped in the holster you're good to go that's right another thing about the georgia weapons license and i'm not sure if you're aware of this or not but uh the georgia weapons license allows you to carry a handgun or a knife whose blade length is over five inches exactly hb 292 if signed will change that length to 12 inches so you will be able to carry a fire a, a knife up to 11 and a half inches without a Georgia weapons license. And I think you're you're right on that. I think the only distinction is made in the school carry. I think the, well, it's the two carry. inches, I think, for right. school carry. School yeah. carry is obviously very different. different. That's, that's mm-hmm. two different things. I'm talking right. about when we're walking down the street. Sure. We, we probably should uh, satisfy that obligation so that everybody understands that when you walk on the school. Obviously, when you walk on the school, everything changes. Now, hopefully, if 280 passes, there's going to be some more changes, and we'll be able to walk around on campus with a, with a firearm. We're just waiting for that signature. We're waiting for the signature, which hopefully will not be too much longer. It is on his desk, and uh, like I said, he has uh, about another uh, 30-something days before he has to sign it. We're getting ready to come up to another uh, end of another fine segment here with Matt Kilgoa from U.S. Law Shield. And I want to remind you one more time, go by um, – georgiacarry.org. You can sign up there if you're not a member. You can renew if you are a member. Uh, You can find out everything that we've done through the years at at georgiacarry.org. You can also remember the commercial free podcast, newstalk1160.com and we'll be right back. And now, back to georgiacarry.org radio with georgiacarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. And welcome back to georgiacarry.org radio hour. Jerry Henry with Matt Kilgo. Uh, I have not mentioned that uh, Marshall Parker is on the board again, running the board for us. Uh, somebody's got to run it. I can't. Uh, not qualified yet. And uh, I thought you did everything. Well, I, I do, but I don't do that. <laughs> uh, earlier, we talked on on domestic violence, and I want to go back and touch that just a little bit because that is one, and I, I don't know if that's the only one, but that's one of the only misdemeanors that you can be prohibited from by 
by being convicted of a misdemeanor that's true violation that's true even if in, in Georgia there are a couple uh, violations official code of Georgia 1611 127 is one carrying a firearm in an unauthorized location or carrying a concealed weapon 126 in violation 126 you can lose your weapons carry license yeah but for a period you, of years for a period but you get it back but you're you get not it back. prohibited exactly you're uh, just prohibited during that 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 period of time which is normally not more than five years family violence battery is forever it's federal so no firearms right. no ammunition mm. okay well, what about what about the uh the guy who uh, was arrested for family violence 20 years ago got a divorce from her married someone else has not had any problems uh, can she have a farm in their home well, that's a good question she probably needs a good lawyer to help her answer that. <laughs> you know what I would say is, I mean that's problematic. I mean, you know. Well, what I, what I've heard, th- this is what I've been told. Number one, there's there's uh, not really legally any law that will stop you. Say you're the wife that would prohibit you from protecting your life. Exactly. Which meant that you would be able to have a farm, but as long as you have it in in a place and it's stored in a place where the prohibited person can't get to it. In other words, if you put it in a safe when you come home, if it's always with you where they don't know exactly where it is or how to get a hold of it, then it's okay. If you'd walk in and leave it laying on the counter and his, uh, you know, somebody walks in and finds it, then he's in deep trouble. I think any situation in which the courts could say he constructively possessed it, mm-hmm. uh, it would concern me if he was on the, the lease or was on the uh, – Ah, by the fact that it was in his on his property in his property. Exactly. If she owned it, that would be a different story, maybe. That would concern me. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's that's another one of those good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, earlier you made a statement that um, while we talked about what we had to do uh, with a carry license, what we could do with a carry license, where we carry, etc., what we carry. Now, how about long guns? As far as I know, and I've read the law a couple times, there's no restriction. On long guns, you don't have to have a weapons carry license. You don't have to be of a certain age to purchase. Now, you're not going to find many people who are going to sell a rifle or a shotgun, and that's what we mean right. when we say long guns. Right. Rifles or shotguns to teenagers. Right. But by the same token, uh, there's no age restriction. There's no uh, license restriction. You do not need a weapons carry license to possess a long gun. Right. More to the point, you can carry a long gun concealed. So long as it isn't loaded, right? Now I'll admit that's difficult without to do. a license. Now without a license, right. if it's loaded, it must be open and fully exposed to view. But even then, you don't need a weapons carry license for it. That's correct. Anywhere in the state of Georgia, huh? Not anywhere that I can think of. Now I have done some research lately on parks and historic sites. Now in Georgia, we're coming up on springtime, summertime. Lots of people like to go camping. You can protect yourself in a Georgia state park and in a federal park in Georgia. Mm -hmm. The rule that the federal government follows is the law of the state state. in which the park resides. And in Georgia, 127 says clearly, notwithstanding any other statute, a weapons carry license holder can legally carry in any park, any historic site, so long as not prohibited by federal law, which means we live close to Kennesaw Mountain National Battlefield Park. If I want to protect my family on a hike – I can carry a pistol. I just can't go into any of the buildings right. there because right. they are federal buildings. Right. And there are state statutes that say in st- in parks, historic sites, and recreational areas, you can only carry a handgun. 
Okay. So now that's sixteen eleven one twenty seven, correct? That's one twenty seven and twelve three ten, which I think covers parks. I had to study a little bit before I came on the radio with you. You know that. Might want to look up sixteen twelve one twenty seven just for kicks and grins. Sixteen twelve one twenty seven. Is that going to be? Which was is that the? Um, uh, that, think, not that, only does that not only does that one cover handguns or long guns, it covers handguns. There's one place in in the state that you cannot carry a firearm in your vehicle. Nuclear power facilities. Well, no, uh, airport. Are you sure about yes, that? Sir. Is this the one that we we always disagree on? I don't know, but you if you if you have it in your vehicle at the airport and you do not have a license. You can be arrested. You can yes, be arrested, sir. but well, you, you can be arrested for anything. Yes, true. It'll, it'll stick. I think this is the you, one that you might you, want to read that one again. This is the one that you and John and I always disagree on, and mm. I tend not to disagree with John Monroe, who's one of the chief lawyers for Georgia Carey, because he's a <laughs> he's a dangerous man. He's a great he's a, lawyer. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. I, t- I tend to, to disagree with you no, guys you, on this you one. Can, well, I believe if you look, you can be arrested for um, for hijacking under that. Under that particular statute. That's so long as it's not in a secured portion, though, correct? I, it says – read it when you get off the air, and we'll we'll discuss it next time. I have to come back next time yeah, and, we'll, we'll and do a post-test. Well, you know, but th- here's what's great about that, Jerry, or maybe what's scary about that, is you've been in uh, into guns, into firearms, and into lawful carry for years and years, and I won't date your age. Well, I, that's not a big deal. I'm 72. Well, you're – not a day past 60 as far as I'm concerned. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I've been a lawyer now 20 years, and even for two of us who – I mean, we just wrote a book, we mm-hmm. just, which <clears throat> I have a copy of here yeah. with me. What's it called? Uh, it's called Georgia Gun Law Armed and Educated. I would not mm-hmm. be a shameless lawyer unless I plugged my own book. Well, that's good. Uh, Georgia uh, Gun Law Armed and Educated, 14 chapters written by myself and Mike Hawkins, my partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to gunlawseminar.com. You can go to uslawshield.com, and I was actually going to mention that to you. On gunlawseminar.com, you can sign up for any of U.S. Law Shield right. seminars. Right. But if you go to Georgia Gun Law or gunlawseminar.com or uslawshield.com, you'll find a drop-down for the book. You can find the book on Amazon. We sell it, or they sell it, at all of the um, all the seminars mm-hmm. that we do. Right. And, and it covers a lot of the issues. So uh, that, there's my shameless plug for That's the time right. that we're on to. Well, you might want to bring some of those to the convention this year, too. Uh, we'll make sure you got a table. You can sell them and sign them. You know, I might have a couple of copies of this in my truck right now, maybe 15 <laughs> or 20. I may have a box lying around somewhere. Yeah, we can do that. But, um, but the, the point I was making is that two reasonable minds can differ. Oh, I agree. And if two reasonable minds can differ and one of those reasonable minds happens to wear a badge – that's when I tell my clients, no matter if you are completely in the right and the officer is completely in the wrong, if That's he correct. wants to arrest you, he or she is going to arrest you. That's correct. You will go to jail. You will either go go willingly or unwillingly. It doesn't matter and that them. is, And that's certainly not to say that officers are just out there to arrest people. No. That's, no, and, and, it's, and it's not to say that they're going to beat you up or whatever, but they'll use whatever force necessary if they think that they need to arrest you. Right. And then you, the best thing for you to do is – is go along with them 
So and if call you don't your lawyer. get shot, call your attorney, and then when you find out that they're they're right, then you stick up with them. You know, you take your penalty and go on. If you find out they're wrong, then that's where we come in with the lawsuits. Well, and that's how everybody gets everything straightened out because normally once you get case law, then it's pretty well straight after that. There are a few rules about defending individuals that I, that my partners and I have generated over the years, and I share these with my clients. Is Number one, it doesn't matter if you've done something wrong or done something right, perfectly right. If a police officer wants to arrest you, you can be arrested. Right. And that that's no reflection on what you nope. have or may not have done. Uh, the other is everyone has the right to remain silent. But very, very few people possess it. <laughs> have the ability. That's, <laughs> That's exactly <correct. laughs> right. So if there's anything that I could tell your listeners, and, and I, you know, there are a lot of Georgia Carey members who come to our seminars. Mm-hmm. I'm a member of Georgia Carey myself mm-hmm. and have been for over two years. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic program. Um, by and large, people who are concerned about their Second Amendment rights, people who are concerned about protecting their families, know a lot more about the law than just your average, ordinary, everyday gentleman or nice lady walking down the street. It's because they're concerned about protecting themselves. And and a lot of times they know more than the the law officers who are out uh, enforcing the law as well. And sometimes that's helpful. And sometimes it's hurtful. Exactly. Yes. So that that is one thing that I, I would say, you know, you can be arrested. doesn't matter if you've committed a, a crime or not. It's just it's when we discuss in our use of force classes, we will oftentimes discuss the justifica- the defense of justification, right, right. whether your immunity, you're immune from criminal prosecution if you are justified in the use of deadly force. Right. However, you still have to go out and you have to get that immunity. Right. It doesn't automatically attach. Right. So even if you think you've done right, Best practice, let your lawyer figure that out for you. Right. Uh, and I, I have a, a story I'll tell you about uh, on the stopping, you know, not having to show your license, et cetera, uh, which we'll discuss next time. Uh, we're, uh, we have rapidly run through this segment almost. It's about time for another commercial. We uh, do those shameless commercials from time to time, <laughs> uh, which uh, the U.S. Law Shield also sponsors this show as well. Uh, I wanted to remind you, georgiacarry.org. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Georgia Carey. I'm at GotYourBack64. You can also go to our website and uh, get the podcast from uh, some of the shows, as well as commercial-free podcasts are available here at Newstalk1160.com. We will be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org. We're in our last segment here, and I wanted to, to take one little opportunity here. Matt was lucky enough today to spend some time with his 11-year-old son, Patrick, and Patrick would like to say hi to some of his friends and, and uh, relatives on the radio. Hello, my name is Patrick Kilgo. I'm 11, and my dad is Matt Kilgo. Yeah, that's great. Hello, Mount Perrin, and go Eagles. <laughs> that's good. Okay, now uh, our frivolity is over with for the time being. There you go. Uh, we, uh, we were discussing earlier, one of the questions that I get a lot is, I'm 19 years old, uh, I have a pistol, where can I carry it? You know, you're 19 years old. You're in a really weird position as far as Georgia law goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, 18, 19, and 20-year-olds can purchase a handgun in a private sale. Right. 
Federally, you cannot purchase from an FFL, federal firearms licensee, but you can purchase from another Georgia resident uh, a handgun. But good luck, as you and I have discussed, good luck finding someone who will sell you ammo. Mm -hmm. The Youth Handgun Safety Act says that you cannot purchase as a 18, 19, or 20-year-old ammunition that is specifically for use only in a handgun. Now, the lines have been blurred with that in the past, I'd say, four or five years because so many people now have truck guns that are 9-millimeter rifles, 45-millimeter mm -hmm. rifles. But the fact is it's going to be hard for, you know, for a 19- or 20-year-old to go anywhere to purchase that ammunition. Now, let's say you want to carry. Well, you know that you can possess the firearm because you're 19 and it's a private sale in Georgia. Right. Who's to say that that backpack that you're carrying is not a quote unquote case? And as long as the firearm's not loaded, which means there's no round in the chamber, there is a compelling argument that can be made that that's safe carry, that's lawful carry. Now, is that going to get you arrested? Absolutely. Mm, yep. Absolutely will get you arrested. I would not push that on. I would not either. Now, probably the, uh, the most. Uh, I would say average situation would fall and carry in your vehicle. Vehicle or home. Vehicle or home. Now, let's say you're 19 years old, you're in your car, you get stopped by law enforcement, they see the firearm, and, oh, look, you get arrested. But, hey, I can carry a firearm. Well, guess what? That wasn't really your car. That was mom right. and dad's car right. because you're not on the title. What the law in Georgia says is that you can carry without a license, and you can't have one right now because you're 19. Right. You've got to be 21 to get the license. The law says you can carry in your private passenger motor vehicle, but it's not yours. It's mom and dad's car. Now, you can carry in anyone else's with their permission, which mom and dad have given, mm -hmm. if you are eligible for a weapons carry license. And you're not and because you're not. you're not 21. Exactly. So what I would tell your listeners – and your listeners' moms and listeners' dads is if you are concerned about the 18, 19, and 20-year-old and the 18, 19, or 20-year-old is properly, lawfully, legally carrying in a car, make sure they're on the title. Right. Otherwise, Otherwise you're in I, trouble. I'd say you're in trouble. That's exactly you know, that, right. That brought up one other thing that uh, came to mind right quick when you were talking about the uh, the firearms and uh, not being able to buy the ammo. Mm -hmm. well, you know, we have guys in, in Georgia who are under 21 who are eligible to have a Georgia weapons license. That's true. Members but, of the military and, but, and honorably discharged. Right. And, well, as well as just a member of the military who does not have a GWL. Right. He can also carry a firearm because he's exempt. But none of those people can buy ammo as well. I know. Uh, hopefully you wouldn't have to. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you can carry a gun, why do you need a gun if you can't get the ammo? I mean, that's what we were talking about earlier. But none of those people under 21 can legally purchase that ammo. Now, if it's a, if it's a 22, you can say, well, it's my 22 rifle mm -hmm. because they'll ask you, is this for a handgun or a rifle? That's exactly right. And, 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 quite and, frankly, and those that will fit in either place, they'll you can, ask you. And you can buy that. You know, you're lying if you do, do it wrong, and we're not telling people to lie, but you could do that. Well, and, and I think that you could even – you could do that with a, a 9-millimeter uh, – Long gun, not, not not a long gun, but a truck gun. Right, uh, a pistol with a, you know, a sig brace on it that you only hold as a cheek well. Right, um, but the fact is, you're probably going to find a lot. And these guys who own uh, firearms stores, you know, people mm -hmm. who are FFLs, uh, they're very very jealous oh, yeah. of their license. They're not going to put their license at risk for you. Exactly, I can assure you of that. Exactly. So, um, and that, that doesn't matter whether you're 19 or whether you're 48 or. 
75, it does not matter. They're not going to take their risk on you. Well, as long as we're talking about this, let's talk about something I haven't thought about before. Okay. What if you reload? Uh, that would probably be okay because there is nothing. You don't have to. You don't have to fill out any paperwork to buy the components. So if you if you own the machine or if you have a friend that owns a machine and you reload your own, then I don't see where that would be a real problem. Just if you're 19, you need to. You might not have enough experience to really do it properly, but you need to make sure it's done right. But I don't know why you would why you would be prohibited from that because you're not prohibited from owning. The ammo, you're just prohibited from buying the ammo. I'll put that as number two on my list. Number one is my hijacking <laughs> response, and number two is can 19-year-olds reload? <laughs> I didn't think I'd be talking about that today. Well, I, you know, that's why, we, that's why we have so much fun here. We just come in, we start talking, and, and you see where the conversation has led us. See what we, kind of hole I dig myself we've, into. We've gone, from, we've gone from old men to 11-year-old son to what we can do and what we can't do. Uh, one of the things that I was going to say earlier, too, you were talking about uh, if a policeman's going to arrest you, he's going to arrest you. Right. And um, and I agree with that. One of the things in Georgia, as you well know, is that you do not have to or a policeman cannot stop you solely for the purpose of determining whether you have a license for your firearm or not. There's a law against it. There's a law against it. Now, I would say, though, if he can't come up with reasonable articular suspicion or – probable cause then he's not much of a policeman and you know there you go but we're back into the same thing most of them won't, and most of them won't do that so it's not a big deal but uh a lot of people turn around and one of the questions they ask is do i have to show my license when i'm stopped that's a good question and the answer is no you don't however what i always tell people is use your head it might save your life if i'm out on a country road at two o'clock in the morning and it's dark and a policeman comes up to my car, first thing I'm going to tell him is that I've got a firearm. I want him to know it. I don't want him or his partner to walk around on the other side and see it and start shooting. I want them to know right now. Now, also, today, most uh, most encounters are filmed. Not, maybe not out in the country, but most of the encounters nowadays are filmed. And if that's the case, and if your rights are violated, then you can always get those, you can always request those, uh, that, uh, film and you can use that to sue for your rights if your rights are violated and it's a whole lot better to do that than it is to have your family sue on behalf of you posthumously i would agree with that I, what i will say is that the largest police force in georgia is the city of atlanta police department right and as far as i know there are currently no police cameras in any police vehicle and while there have been body cameras purchased for all city of atlanta police officers i I think there are a couple of lawsuits pending so those Mm -hmm. have all been shelved as well so in general i would agree with you on that notion and i i tell people the same thing you know it depends on the circumstances if you are stopped by a police officer and he wants to see your license if you strong side carry and your license is in your right back pocket good idea to let him know that you're a strong side carry because his partner you don't see on the other side of the car is going to see you reach for that fire. Exactly. You know, police officers are highly trained. They're very intelligent individuals. They do things that we don't know they do in a traffic right. stop. Right. I, I don't know if you've ever watched a police video, but when you the next time you watch cops, for instance, and you see a police officer approach a vehicle from the rear, the very first thing you're going to see that officer do is place his or her hand on the rear bumper or the back panel of that car. Mm-hmm. They're putting their fingerprints on the car so that if you shoot them and you kill them, 
then your car can be traced right back to you and right back to them so that they can get justice for mm-hmm. themselves and their family. Right. Police officers are always thinking two steps right. farther ahead than you right. are. Right. So in that scenario, I would say do anything that you can to let a police officer know that you are not a threat. Right. Sir, is there a firearm in this car? Yes, sir. Mr. Officer, well, yeah, and sometimes you say yes, sir. What I would say is, Mr. Officer, there is nothing in this car that's going to hurt you. Right. You know, they don't know that I have a gun and a baton well, and yeah. and a, a taser well, and, you know, everything yeah. else. Well, I always openly carry. So normally if somebody comes up on the other side, they're going to see it. So I would, in my instance, depending on, again, where it is, I mean, if it's a downtown Atlanta, it's a different story than mm-hmm. it is if you're out just one or two policemen out there in the dark those places and of course i would also say to women you don't want to stop out there you want to continue to to go on you a well-lighted you location a, a well-lit location uh you don't want to want to do that let them know that they're in control let them know you're happy to accept a citation and be on your way right you know i've had several people ask me you know the officer told me since i had a gun on my my hip he'd just reach in and take that yeah. or, or ha- hand that gun to me i, I am sir nope. i am not touching nope. uh-uh. this gun no i don't want any of my actions to be misconstrued i'll happily step out and let you take possession of it but yeah. please don't reach but over don't me reach over and get mine and i am not going to give it to you I, I, you can put me in handcuffs but i'm not going to touch this thing because i don't want to get shot right Well, uh, Matt, I appreciate you being here. We're coming up to the close of another good show. It's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it as usual. I always enjoy talking, bantering back and forth with you. And uh, it was nice to meet Patrick today and get his voice on the radio. His friends will hear him hopefully uh, tomorrow. Or he can always get the podcast and hear right afterwards. Uh, Reminded, georgiacarry.org. Also, uh, uh, at georgiacarry is Twitter, uh, at Got Your Back 64 is me. Uh, You can also get the commercial free podcast at Newstalk1160.com. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to GeorgiaCarry.org radio, hosted by Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Join us each week for information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org radio, Saturday mornings at 8 only on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.